Welcome to the Passionpreneur Podcast. This is the show where every week we teach you how to make a living doing what you love and how to get paid for what you know by building passion-driven revenue streams. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks. If you're an entrepreneur, a leader in your field, a dreamer who needs help putting it all together, or simply aspire to be more in life than you have been, this is the show for you. If you haven't done so already, make sure you click the follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast player you're listening to us on right now. And don't forget that uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, all those podcast players. So uh, follow us, leave a comment if you can, share the episode with your friends. Don't leave, uh, don't, don't keep all this to yourself. Help your circle grow with you. And as usual, just for listening to today's show, if you're ready to begin your journey on becoming a passionpreneur, I want to give you my book, Becoming a Passionpreneur. That's right, for a limited time, it's uh, you can get the entire book which has all the secrets and steps to reignite your fire within and start getting paid for what you know. I want to give it to you for free. If you want the free copy of your book, simply text the word book to 614-333-0338, or you can go to passionpreneurbook.com and you will receive a link and you'll see how to go ahead and get your copy right away. So definitely take advantage of that. I am excited. We're going to jump right into uh, our, our guest today. I'm excited because we have an uh, uh, an exciting young man, an author. Uh, he does much more. He's a new author, but he does so much more than that. So I want to introduce Matt Zinman. Matt Zinman is a personal success trainer whose experiences as an entrepreneur, athlete, single parent, caretaker, and nonprofit founder drive him to be a difference maker. This led him to author Z-isms, insights to live by with a goal to positively impact as many people as possible. In addition, Matt is the CEO of the Internship Institute, which he established to make experiences matter. Matt Zimmon, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan, it's great to be with you. I uh, I love that uh, that entry music. It was like got me uplifted right away. <laughs> Absolutely. Like ready to go. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we're all about. Getting people, get, get the energy going, get everyone ready to uh, get some great information. So uh, awesome. Matt, thank you for joining us. And uh, you know, when I, uh, we, we connected and I saw information about what you were doing, I was excited uh, to learn more, excited to get you on the show and share your message and, and your mission with our audience. So I want to go ahead and give you, I gave you a, a quick intro, but I want you to go ahead and tell the people who you are and, and what it is that you do. Great, thank you. So, uh, well, you gave me such a kind introduction. I really appreciate that. It kind of covers the, you know, span of uh, some life and some career. Um, I'm, you know, call me a single parent. I am remarried now. My lovely wife, Erica. We have two kids. Awesome. Uh, well, no longer kids. A teenage daughter, fifteen, and my son Jake is nineteen. So he just started school. So I'm in that college parent mode. That's a whole new world hey, for. For those of you who know it, and uh, yeah, you know, the last past uh, fifteen years, I, I've been running the nonprofit, the Internship Institute, which is also uh, apprenticeships and anything for work experience, and working mainly with employers to set these programs up so that they're high quality, they stay in place, and that they're great experiences for everybody who go through them. And then, uh, for some time now, I've been wanting to write this book, and 
Zisms uh, Insights to Live By is, is a personal development book. It uh, covers areas around self-discovery and mindset and then personal interactions and relationships. And then we get into things around mindfulness, like uh, swimming with the current and making coincidences matter and the law of attraction. But the main thing is I, uh, I want the reader to come away with you know, some kind of a life enrichment action plan, make it you know, to make it uh, practical and, and, and something they can uh, you know, put to use for themselves. Awesome. Now, we want to jump into the book. I want to go ahead. We're going to go through some of the things that you're sharing, because I think that uh, from what I've seen, this is this is this is good. You know, and I've been in the publishing industry and in the book marketing field for 15 years. And you see so many things come and go. And you see so many uh, different kind of books. You see so many topics that authors rather that focus on the same thing. But I, when I saw this book, I saw a difference. I saw things in this. that I was like, OK. Uh, this is different. This is on a different level. This is some really some uh, some experience to put into this and some insight. So we want to go through and really share as much as we can uh, in, in short time that we have uh, about what you're doing sure. and how you're impacting people, the readers. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get people to go ahead and, and follow you and pick up their own copies of the book. But let's just start with the obvious question. Uh, the book is called Z-ism. So tell us exactly what is a Z-ism? Right, so Azizim is uh, pretty much you know, what that subtitle is. They're insights to live by. Um, it's true with my last name. I do have a, you know, an affection for the Z um, or the Z, depending on what part of the world you're listening here. And uh, we're really talking about things that everyone has through their life experiences, things that may have been passed on to them, um, those, uh, those pearls of wisdom and, uh, and and whatnot that they like to share. But so this isn't like a book of quips uh, or quotes or anything. It's, you know, it's a full-fledged book. And thank you so much for your kind words. I very much appreciate that. All right, no problem. Absolutely. So talk, talk to us about, now you said you started with a nonprofit, and we'll uh, get into that a little bit later as well. But you were doing sure. work already. You, know, you, you were doing work helping people. What was it that made you decide to write an actual book, and especially a personal development book? Well, it's uh, certainly a combination of things. Uh, one, you know, getting to uh, uh, my early fifties here, and you know, part of you know where the book itself elevates to is defining your why, and um, you know, some self reflection about you know what would I regret not doing for one, and you know that made the book rise to the rise to the top. It's kind of it's something I've been wanting to do for at least fifteen years, and it's based on you know the cross section of experiences and things that you're talking about and some concepts that you know we'll get into I guess here in, in a minute or two mm-hmm. that I felt were somewhat unique to my uh, perspectives and um, and and I just you know I just have a constant desire to make as much of a of an impact as possible and um, you know that's that's certainly a lot of it and I would say that through working with the the businesses and all the college students and even, you know, veterans in transition, there's uh, uh, just a lot of things that particularly the students aren't really quite ready to uh, have had the exposure and experience. So some of it's about what I wish my younger self knew in, in some respects, uh, uh, at least at the front end of the book, for sure. It's funny you said that part, because that was actually the uh, same inspiration for my first book was, what would I tell people? What do I wish I would have known before I started messing stuff up myself? But uh, so, so that's, that's, that's right. a great place yes, to start. It's basically based on 
Yeah, it's based on, you know, lots of mistakes, pain, and suffering. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so try and prevent everybody from doing that. No, for sure. Absolutely. Now, you talk. One of the central focuses of the book is the concept of earn conf, uh, earn confidence. Uh, so share some, share more with us about that and how uh, it can help people in their daily lives. Yeah, absolutely. Earn confidence is chapter one for a reason, and it it really provides that foundation as things build on one another. It's referred to throughout the book, and really, what we're talking about is again how we've all been through whatever we have in our lives. You know, young or otherwise and you know we're still standing you know we're right here and it's a it's a very important reminder that we don't really need to worry we don't need to be anxious or stress or have the negativity or make assumptions for that matter when we're fully capable having proven to ourselves that we can just deal with things in real time so just take it as it comes and you know, as if we have a choice anyway, and, and it's it's really important just to, to stay grounded and uh, focus on gratitude and things like that that, that really enrich your life, and, and that can only happen in the present moment. Wow. You know, and that kind of goes into, you You had a theme about filters, uh, you know, talk a lot about that um, and how that, how that impacts how we experience the world. So so what was it about filters, or what, is, what does that involve, and how does that kind of uh, go throughout the book? Sure. Well, you know, we all have so much going on at all times in our lives, and it's a lot of moving parts. And so earned confidence would be one example of that, particularly in the comment about staying in the present as opposed to being off, you know, caught up in worry and things. Then you've got something like mood health, which is very important, um, you know, especially as everyone, at least at this point in time, we're kind of out of our structure mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And I think we're more susceptible to maybe feeling down and, and kind of trying to find our way. So one filter is, well, you know, you're going to experience life and have ver- very different perspectives through one lens of optimism and another through pessimism, even worse, depression. So mood, mood health is certainly very important. And then there's actually perception itself. And I think it's easy for us to forget that on any given day, in any given moment or conversation, you know, we're taking in this constant flow of information and we assume that it's the truth when it really is only an interpretation. So it's important from that understanding to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt, maybe so we're not beating ourselves up, um, which is not a good idea to begin with, right? Why be anything other than kind to yourself is kind of one of those principles that earn confidence but also giving others the benefit of the doubt too. Um, so if you're in, uh, if you're in that, in, in a conversation, let's say, uh, as opposed to a conflict and both people think that they're right about the same thing, it doesn't necessarily mean either one of you are wrong, but at the same time, just give each other the benefit of the doubt and make a choice in the moment rather than letting things escalate, uh, into, you know, that unwanted aftermath just to, just to kind of be more accepting of one another in that way. You know, that, that rings out to me because, you know, I know when I, uh, have, uh, discussions with people, uh, that turn into disagreements, you know, especially in the age of social right. media, where it's hard to, where everything is text and it's hard to, uh, get tone from people. It's hard to interpret sarcasm from people. Um, it's hard to tell what's serious and what's not sometimes, 
I think that, you know, I always ask myself, well, not myself, but I ask others as well, you know, why do we always seem to lean towards someone must have had negative intentions that they must have had, they must have had the, the, the bad intention of our interpretation as opposed to giving them, like you said, giving them the benefit of doubt that maybe I just read into it wrong. Maybe they didn't mean the negative side. Maybe there was, there was something more to this. Uh, so, you know, that, that, right. that's, that's so important. And I think that that's, uh, you know, good stuff right there. We, when you're dealing with someone who you may disagree, like you said, doesn't mean either of you are wrong, uh, but you kind of got to look at that perception of, asking yourself why, you know, why am I not, I, I would internalize, why am I thinking this person must be doing something for a negative reason as opposed to a positive reason? So yeah, that, that's, that's good stuff. Right. So, yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, it's well said there. And the, you know, the thought and what you're talking about also has a lot to do with uh, trying to draw on that patience, you know, that poise mm-hmm. and even compassion because maybe somebody's not being their better self at a particular mm-hmm. time. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's something that you're still taking it personally when they're just having a bad day or they're just kind of off their, you know, off balance themselves for whatever reason. And it's just kind of stepping back and, and, uh, you know, shields up. We do, there, there is a lot of conversation about, and the book's written like a personal conversation with the reader about that energy transfer that occurs that we kind of what you're, you know, what you're describing, Ryan. Um, and so with earned confidence, for example, and you're off worrying and so babies are not born warriors, right? So this is a learned uh, trait. And so we might not even realize it. It's in our subconscious, but what we also do when we worry unnecessarily is we might start talking to people about it. And there's that energy transfer of, that negativity that's, again, completely unnecessary. So what you have to do is catch yourself after the fact and be like, oh, that thing I didn't, I worried about never happened. So what did I do to myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> what did I do to everybody I spoke to? Um, because that was all for naught. And, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a really steady reminder to, to get yourself the next time so, so you kind of stay grounded and not get carried away with things that uh, – haven't happened yet that aren't certain to happen. Right. And especially in the times we're living in right now, that's, that's so important to make sure that you are interpreting things properly, uh, that you're not uh, putting, you know, giving yourself a false uh, perception of what's going on. But I want to go on to, you know, one of the things that uh, I saw in the book that um, jumped out to me and and no pun intended, uh, because I absolutely hate spiders. <laughs> I hate spiders. It's the, I know where you're going. Yeah, it's the I think one. I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one bug that you know it, it frightens me. I don't like spiders. And you have a chapter in the Got book it. that you talk about um, that involves being aware of spiders. And I'm, you're not talking about literal spiders, uh, but let's talk about. No, that. we're not. <laughs> we're not. Talk. No, no arachnid uh, fear right. here to uh, reinforce. No, but and I'm not a big fan of spiders. My, although I, my wife, I, you know, I am the one that has to take care of that. Um, no, it's a Me metaphor too. in the book, and <laughs> right, right. You still have to do that. Um, that again, you know, going back to there being a lot of moving parts, and it's hard for us to, you know, make sense of ourselves at any given time, let alone other people, and we have to look for those kinds of things that are the this or that in terms of trying to understand the encounters that we have and those interactions and also taking care of ourselves again, from what we just talked about with those, those energy exchanges that occur between people. 
And so when we talk about be aware of spiders, we're talking about manipulators. So it's the fact that there really are only two kinds of people in the world. There are spiders and there are people who get caught in webs. And the reason why it's a this or a that is because that's a conscious decision somebody makes. If you're manipulating somebody, right, you're applying conscious will to make someone or, you know, someone else bend to it uh, for whatever reason. And it, it doesn't necessarily make somebody a bad person. You know, it, it could, and I do certainly think it's the, the vast, you know, that's a minority of the, uh, of the population. It's not something necessarily anybody does more than, you know, 1% of the time. Like maybe they're in the office and it's, you know, a, a political environment and they have to kind of be that way just to, just to, you know, navigate. But if you're somebody who does that, that also means that you can make that decision to impose your will on others. And so the rest of us, um, you know, rather than fall prey, need to kind of be aware. And so what I found, you know, you start laughing about this, but what I found, and you never know, like after the book comes out, people really seem to kind of like, oh, I know the spiders in my <laughs> life. Right. And, uh, right, right. It's like, you know, the, the bell goes off. So. Uh, it, it's just really important just, you know, things like um, if you have trouble saying no, if you're like, you know, I really need to say no more often, that's an indication of the fact that there are spiders that are taking advantage of you. So just say no, right? Because the worst part is you then do that thing and you feel terrible about it, which is that double whammy. And, um, and you just have to stand up for yourself and then that person will respect you and and those boundaries so that they're not uh you know they're not catching you in that web yeah absolutely there's a quote i cannot remember who said it but i said no is a complete sentence you know and no is a complete sentence <laughs> and, and, right you know, i like that we've got to I, like uh, I wish i could remember who said it so i could attribute to them but uh you know that that's uh we've got to get that, that's a freedom there's a freedom in just being able to say no don't you don't have to offer any explanation and just stand on that no and feel good about, hey, listen, I said no, you know, and that's it. So th there's a there's a thing about that 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 is so important. So um, great, you know, it's, it's self respect, really, absolutely. I mean, right? Isn't that? Don't you think that's kind of a self respect thing? And and it is something you have to work on. But again, you know, when you do say no, if you're someone who isn't used to doing that, it's certainly a nice confidence boost for you to. You know, earn greater self-respect for your, you know, for for within yourself. You're right. You're right. And that's the thing. I mean, people, if you don't say no, people are going to constantly come to you. They're going to constantly take advantage of you until you stand up for yourself. So, um, you know, but that, right. that's so great. You know, I, I wanted to touch on one uh, aspect you talk about in the book, especially because of the time that we're living in right now with, uh, you know, the the pandemic we're dealing with, the uncertainty, so many things. You know, uh, 2020 has been quite the year for so many people right now. Uh, but you talk about um, getting into uh, mindfulness and amplifying gratitude. And I think that I, I, I try to encourage everyone who's going while we're living in this time and that life is kind of giving us a, a pause button, a chance to reset some things uh, and, and really start to refocus and, and ask ourselves what's important uh, for real, you know, and how we're going to move forward. How are we going to come out on the other side of this? So when I looked at you talking about amplifying gratitude, I'm not saying that your book obviously was written before this, you know, that's not what your book talks about, but I want to know what you talk about gratitude in your book, amplifying gratitude. Right. Cause I think that people really could use 
this teaching uh, in, in this present climate we're living in now? Yeah, no, you're spot on. And you know, there's kind of a spectrum here, right? This goes back to earned confidence for one. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, there's nothing to minimize or sugarcoat here. There are a lot of people who are having a hard time one way, shape or form or another mm -hmm. because of COVID. Um, and that can certainly increase, right? So there's enough to deal with the real that's real. Um, and even, you know, if you don't have the answer for it, right, the same thing goes, we're survivors. You know, we're going to find a way, um, you know, that, that that's going to happen. We're always going to get through things. Uh, and uh, it, it's just a matter of, of, of navigating, but, you know, rooting yourself in gratitude and, you know, the chapter on amplifying gratitude later in the book, but um, in the early side, like when we're talking about perception, for example, and we have these moving parts, we talk about taking a snapshot of, you know, breaking it down, like, are our basic needs met? Are we healthy? Right? I mean, start there, those two things, and, and just isolate them so that you, you can experience that gratitude. Because after that, the, I think there's two things, importantly, you know, you're healthy, your family's healthy, and, you know, or maybe dealing with things, but, you know, that's your foundation right there, and then everything else is kind of life, you know, that you have to you have to get through and again, not to minimize it, but there are those things to be grateful for later in the book. When we're talking in that mindfulness area, uh, amplifying gratitude is really around the law of attraction. And people may have heard of this or however familiar they are with it. They may believe in it. They don't believe in it, but let's just say it's there. Same as gravity. And to me, where I summarize that is along the lines of, what we expect tends to happen. You know, that's, that's a generality of law of attraction that is, amp that is fueled and, and amplified through gratitude. And so if you're somebody who is um, open to or believer of, or either way it's there, um, around the law of attraction, and you're a worrier, which is mainly around an expectation of things that you do not want to happen, that means it's possible that the worry itself could be causing the very things that you don't want to happen. And it's, you know, it's a, it's an energy thing. It's a mindfulness thing. But even if you put all that aside, still don't worry, right? Still root yourself in gratitude. That, so that's where life enrichment is. That's where the joy happens. So um, the last thing I'll say about it is that with, with, with life always moving so fast, it's hard to, stay grounded in it and so you have to really find ways to create triggers for yourself throughout the day um like chapter 11 is 11 11 that's an example of oh it's 11 11 you know, i'm just going to stop just take a moment and experience something that i can be grateful for and you can stop whatever you're doing for 30 seconds and take a few breaths right you can you can experience gratitude every morning when you put your feet on the floor so whatever that is for you you want to build those triggers in throughout the day so that you can continue to kind of be connected with that. And it's a personal experience, but I think when you start doing those things, you'll start kind of feeling more in the flow. You'll have things like coincidences start to happen more. So play around with that. See, see what, uh, see what it leads to. Man, I'm, I'm sitting here like in awe because I'm like, wow, that was so, I hope people got that, like, you know, being deliberate about the gratitude. And even if you had, when you said 11, right. 11, you know, I think I, I know for myself for, for years, the, the time nine 11 
I, I'll see it at least three or four times a week. I'll see nine eleven on the clock. Maybe it's the morning, maybe it's evening. Right. But, I mean, and this has been going on for years uh, for me. Uh, but when so when you said eleven eleven, right. come up the time, I'm like, man, what if you just set a time? Everyone just choose a time. Put the reminder right. in your phone every day when your alarm goes right. off. Right, put it on that. That's what you're talking about. Put it in your phone. <laughs> right. You know, even if you kind of force it, you know, set. Right. Like, you really can trigger yourself pretty easily that way. Right. And, um, I mean, look, I mean, it's 24 hours in a day. And if you did it five times for one minute, that's, yeah. that's doable. Just being deliberate. <laughs> right. Right. Just, just being deliberate it. about it. Right. Yeah. Because we, we, we let everything else exactly. come in and control our mind, control our time. To take one minute a day that you just set to say, hey, every day this is what I'm going to be grateful about some stuff, man. That was that was good right there. If nothing, <laughs> if nothing else from today's show, even though with all the great stuff we discussed, I mean, I hope people take that and just say, let's be be more grateful, show some gratitude. Anyway, woo, that was good. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, and it's gonna it's gonna lift your spirits. You know, all the things that that go along with it. You know, the positivity, the energy with it. But again. It was three times a day to five times a day. What's right. interesting, Ryan, is how long that minute feels. Right, right. You stop and you just say, I'm just going to do this for 60 seconds. Like, is 60 seconds up yet? Like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know, it's just, yes, take 60 seconds. It's okay. You right. can do that. Wow. Listen, I want to ask before we go, because I want to I talk to you about your nonprofit that you uh, founded. Um, and, and it's about sure. internships. I want you to kind of tell us about the nonprofit because I've done nonprofit work as well. So I know uh, one is it's a, it's hard work to do. Sometimes it's thankless work to do. Uh, but also I know it's always important to tell as many people about it as possible because you never know who's out there who can support and help. So talk to us about your nonprofit organization and then how um, that experiences might have even influenced the book, if so. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for that. Well, there are a couple of things, and if it's okay, I want to mention a couple of websites in yep. this part of the conversation because there's some free resources that I think people will find helpful, especially job seekers and military vets and, and you know college grads and things. So essentially, as I said before, without going too deep, because I could easily do that, I'm sure your show does not afford this time, um, is to work with employers for the most part to even solo entrepreneurs and show them how to do virtual internships and um, I'm pretty much a solopreneur and I'm working with four interns right now. I've worked with over 300 interns in my career. So a lot of what I do is based on that experience and giving the opportunities to those individuals as well and have it be that two-way street where it's worth everybody's time to invest in one another in that way. So the website uh, that I'm mentioning, there's, there's, there's two. One is studentsteps.org and the other is vetsteps.org. And um, there's a technique there that talks about how you use networking um, and informational interviews to springboard into different kinds of careers and experiences and opportunities. Um, and, and so that's there for the taking. And then internshipinstitute.org is the website for the nonprofit. And there's resources there too. And if somebody's interested, a, a business owner uh, to work with, uh, work with us, um, mainly that's me, myself, and I, Ryan. <laughs> right now, but um, I'm I'm happy to uh, I'm, I'm happy to see what I can do to help. So that's uh, that's it in a nutshell. All right. And the reason I wanted you to talk about that because I know you you touched you touched on it how so many of us are solopreneurs, so many of us are small organizations, two three people, and we really could benefit from interns. Uh, but it's hard to compete sometimes when you've got the larger companies trying to grab them all. 
Uh, but I think that so I, I encourage all of our patchpreneurs who are listening to take a look at that information and see how uh, you can help and as, as well as how you can get help uh, so that you may need to help grow your business as well. So, uh, Matt, this has been a great yeah, conversation. No, uh, go, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say real fast that I, I think it's very easy for uh, a solopreneur or very small companies to be like, we're just too small. We can, you know, there's no way to do that. And it, they couldn't be more wrong. There's a certain way to do it and a certain way to do it right. And, you know, we're, our nonprofits in the, uh, you know, our goal is to create those opportunities for everybody. So, uh, um, you know, anyone that's open to that for sure. So thank you so much for having me, Ryan. This has been great. Yeah, you, you've been great. And I want to make sure that you tell people how to get a copy of the book and how they can support you as well. Yeah, well, hopefully they're not running out of paper with all these <laughs> websites. So the, uh, the my website for the book is zisms.com. It's got the hyphen in it. Um, I, you know, there's a free sample of the front end of the book there. You can do the same thing on Amazon. Um, the reviews on Amazon, I'm really proud of those. And but there's enough there. If you read it, then you'll, uh, you know, you'll know if you want to keep reading. It's, you know, what more can I ask for? I, uh, I'm hoping to get it in as many people's hands as possible for the purpose it was written. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you. You've been a great guest. Uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you again soon and seeing what we can do and work together uh, outside of the radio show oh, because I think we, we, we can really help each other in a lot of ways. So I want to thank you and uh, wish you and your family the best. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Passionpreneur Podcast. If you liked it, tell someone else about it. Go ahead and share it out. And also make sure you click that subscribe button and follow us and listen to every week's episode. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can reach me at www.ryancgreen.com. Follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks. I look forward to working with you, talking to you soon. And just remember, if the best part about going to work is getting off of work, it's time to become a passionpreneur. Thank you.